This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you. On a Monday, as we react to the NBA, look forward here to the rest of uh, the series. But two in the Eastern Conference, Western Conference Finals coming up starting tomorrow night with the East. And uh, a big weekend, including the PGA Championship this weekend. Joining us right now to talk about both those things, David Behrman, ESPN Chalk, at D Behrman on ESPN. David, your reaction, let's start with that, to yesterday. What we saw, a pair of Game 7, Celtics take down Giannis and the Bucks, and then the one that I think shocked everybody was not just the Mavericks won in Phoenix, but the way they won at Phoenix. What was your reaction to the pair of game sevens yesterday? I wasn't totally surprised in the first game, obviously Boston, Golden State could have gone either way. Um, I thought, uh, sorry, sorry, Boston, Milwaukee could have gone either way. Um, I had Milwaukee winning the series. So I actually had them go into the finals. Uh, so I was a little surprised they, that they didn't play that, that well, because quite honestly, Boston outplayed them the entire series. It wasn't for a bunch of blown leads late. Boston could have won that in, in five, if not six. So the fact that it went seven is credit to how good Milwaukee can play late. Um, and they, they just got overplayed with, by Boston. So that after watching the first six games yesterday, didn't totally surprise me. Uh, as far as the nightcap, that might be the single most surprising result in the history of me watching the NBA. And um, I, I think a lot of people would agree that nobody saw Dallas route coming, not only a Dallas route, but that game was over in the first period. And, and it, it was one of those situations where you have the, arguably the best team in the NBA in the Phoenix Sun, 64 wins, uh, number one seed throughout the entire playoffs. Should have wrapped this series up earlier uh, when you're playing, you know, four or five seed like Dallas. Uh, let Dallas hang in. And, and this series was definitely a home field type series. Phoenix dominated all three games at home. Dallas dominated all three games at their house. You go to a game seven, and I- I'm not sure anybody else expected to see what we saw yesterday. Uh, but but literally, and, and I joked, I, I sent a tweet out at the beginning of the third quarter. I'm not sure I've ever seen a money line in a game of significance like this come off the board so early. Like we know that the, the books take money lines off the board when there's blowouts late, but there was no there was no money line the entire second half. It was over. It was done. Everybody had moved on. Let's go watch Game Seven of the Rangers <laughs> Pittsburgh series. Um, that that was something that I don't think anybody saw coming. And all, all credit to. Luka Doncic and, and Jason Kidd and the Dallas Mavericks for how awesome they played. Uh, but something's wrong in Phoenix. I had a buddy text me in the first quarter saying their offense is broken. The series is over. Uh, and he couldn't have been more more right. I'm like, ah, Phoenix will come back. And by, by halftime, you're like, all right, okay, let's move on. So uh, that was stunning to me. I knew Dallas was good. 
Um, but it was the Memphis team that I thought might make it to the Western Conference final, not Dallas. All right, David, let's start with the uh, Eastern Conference since that tips off on Tuesday. We've got the Celtics in the heat. Uh, just tell us your overall approach. Are you going to be going game by game? Do you have a series play? Do you think there's something with the title? Uh, we were talking about it earlier. We, we find it interesting that you have Miami, the team that has home court, so, and they're the favorite at home. So I think it's fair to assume, unless something flips in the series, that they're going to be favored in all the games in Miami. But they're a, a significant underdog for the series. I see Boston minus 180, Miami plus 150. What's your thought game by game and uh, series approach with the Eastern Conference Finals? Sure. And I actually was surprised to see Boston that big of a favorite for the series. Because like you said, that the Heat are going to be favored at home. The Heat are the number one seed. They have home court advantage. I just And I said this last night on another show. Uh, the Heat just aren't getting the respect they deserve from the books, the betters, etc. It seems to be like they're just oh, there's just this boring team in Miami that doesn't have the star power that Boston has or Milwaukee has or Phoenix or Golden State. But, like, you know, Jimmy Butler's a darn good player. <laughs> Bam is a darn good player. Kyle Lowry, these are all all-star players. So the Miami Heat, coached by, you know, arguably the best, one of the best coaches in basketball over the last 15 years, and they're the one seed with home court advantage, and they find themselves as a dog. I can personally tell you that I took the Heat at the all-star break to win the title at 15 to one. So I already have that future price. Uh, we'll be taking it game by game, but had I not had anything whatsoever on the series on, uh, on the heat going in, I would definitely grab the heat at plus plus one forty, plus one fifty. You're talking about the number one team in the East, uh, the team that has the most wins remaining of any team left in the end, in the four, and they have home court advantage. And I, you know, I like Boston, but I don't think Boston is this all world team that I think the books and the betters think they are. So I would grab the Heat plus money right now because if they go take game one, that plus money is going to be gone. If you think the Heat are going to lose game one, stay away and then take them as a two-to-one dog for game two and the series. Um, I think what you're going to see is the Heat will be a small favorite in every home game, and the Celtics will be a little bit larger favorite in their home games as they play well in Boston. But as you saw in the Milwaukee series, they lost a couple of home games to Milwaukee. So they're gettable at home, and I think the Heat have just as much star power as Boston does, and they have the better coach right now as well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that series. Do you think Luka can carry this Mavs team and do it again against the Warriors, and how are you looking to play that series? I still think the Warriors win the series, and I actually think the Warriors will go on to win the NBA title. I, I played them at the beginning of the postseason. I had one bet I wanted to make before the postseason started, and it was on Golden State because they were getting 9 or 10 to 1. Um, and, and they have the most talent in the NBA right now and a coach that's been there before. My issue, Aaron, is Golden State doesn't always show up. And, and to <laughs> win in the NBA, you got to show up. And they just – they take nights off. They make dumb mistakes. They have stupid turnovers. Uh, mm -hmm. Steve Kerr, for as good as he is, sometimes doesn't get the team back on track when they have horrible first quarters. But top to bottom, this is the best roster in the NBA. I expect them to beat the Mavs. Um, does what he did last night and golden state continues to play not smart basketball they could sneak up and take the series just like they did the phoenix do i think they're going to do it no i think what you saw last night was a big warning sign to the rest of the nba don't underestimate underestimate the dallas mavericks but in totality you have only really two good players on dallas that, that carried them last night and i think last night was just as much about phoenix's offense being broken as it was how great luca shot the ball last night, but I don't expect the rest of the Mavs to be able to step it up because we've seen Golden State. 
when you have Clay and you have Poole and you have Dre and you have Steph, when they're on, there's nobody better in the NBA, which is why I think they go ahead and win the NBA title. And it starts with beating Dallas. I don't think, I think they learned their lesson against Memphis that they, you know, kind of just hung back and let Memphis stay in the series. And I don't think they'll do that with Dallas. And I would have been more concerned if Golden State was playing Phoenix, but I think they do take care of Dallas. Hey, let's talk about game ones here. Tomorrow night we'll get uh, the Miami-Boston game, and then Wednesday night we'll get Dallas and Golden State. So Miami, as we mentioned already, is a one-and-a-half-point short favorite in game one. Golden State a five-point favorite over Dallas in game one. How would you play those two? Uh, first games of the series, Miami, one-and-a-half, Golden State, minus five. I would play Miami minus two. Uh, as I said a few minutes ago, I think they're the better team. Uh, they're, they're undefeated at home in the playoffs. It's a small line really based on the fact that the whole world got to see Boston dismantle Milwaukee yesterday. Uh, but I think the Heat take care of business in game one. And as far as Golden State minus five, minus five and a half, it's always hard to lay a bigger number with a team that just takes 10 minutes off at a time and lots of games. They could do it in the first quarter and get down and have to come back like they did against Memphis. They could do it in the fourth quarter and allow the team to stick around. So I'm going to stay away from the side in the, in the Golden State game one. But I, if I had to pick a side, it would be Golden State. They're rested. Uh, they'll be healthy and ready to go as Dallas just spent a lot of energy last night on their game. Um, and I think they're the better team, Golden State. But of all of the two games, I'll be taking the Heat minus two in game one. Uh, this is BetQL Daily. Our guest, David Behrman from ESPN Chalk. David, uh, we get a golf major this week, so we want to make sure uh, we get your strong thoughts there. Uh, so a lot of people waking up, oh, oh, it's the PGA Championship. It's time to start my prep over the next few days. And they start by listening to you. Where should they begin? What matters when it comes to this course and this tournament? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This event in particular, uh, it's sometimes called the Forgotten Major. I'm glad that they did move it up to May over the last couple of years to make sure it's not just left out the cold before the NFL season starts in August. Um, for, for this course in particular, you know, the last time people were here for a, for a, a major, Tiger won this uh, about 15 years ago. It's a completely different course since then. But what people need to know about this course, it's a little mixture of all the majors. You have open fairways and light roughs, sort of British Open style where you can get it out there but you have tight approaches, U.S. Open style, and the greens are very undulating with, with steep slopes off of them, master style. So it's kind of a mixture of all those courses. What you're really looking for when you're handicapping this type of event is it's not a bomber's course that people think it is because it's open, and it's not just an iron course that people think because it's tight approaches. It's a combination of both. So what you need is the good player who's able to get in positions to attack the greens because the most important thing with Southern Hills is the greens are tight. The greens are undulating. And if you miss in the wrong area of the green, you can see that ball roll right back to your feet, 50 yards away, as we see occasionally at Augusta. But what you're going to notice watching the PGA championship is it's even harder greens with more undulations with quadrants that if you don't hit the right side of the green, you're going to be scrambling all day. So the things I'm going to be looking at strong iron plays in, scrambling around the green and those guys who are really good 
shot shapers that can get the ball in position off the tee to have an easier approach in because it's a long course, Joe. It's 7,500 yards. You're going to have long irons in to very undulating greens and a lot of unhappy golfers who are trying to chip and, and, and pitch from off the green and saving par left and right. Don't expect minus 25 to win this. There'll probably be a handful of players under par with a minus five or minus six score to win. So are there any players that you're looking at uh, this early? Yeah, I took, uh, I took Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy a few weeks ago as a couple of the futures. I'll be doing a lot of my homework on the course tonight. But the, the things that guys like Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas have that I like, one, they've won majors before. It's been a while for both, but they're guys who have been there before. Two, they're good iron players that can shape shots based on what the course is playing. And three, they're both great scramblers. I mean, if you watch Rory and just making it up and down from anywhere. The one thing that scares me about JT is he's not the world's best putter, but if he's good enough on the greens to get them there, I think he's someone that can get that second major. And we all know Rory has gone about eight years between majors, and he's due for one. But those are the two type of players that I like. You can't forget that Scotty Scheffler just doesn't lose recently, so you got to keep an eye on him. But he's you know not much value since he's one of the tournament favors. And I would keep an eye on Xander Shopley, who won a few weeks ago in the team event and played extremely well yesterday, shooting 11 under par 61 yesterday uh, at the Byron Nelson. Those are some of the good iron players that I would keep an eye on this week. Is there anyone that you're looking to fade or stay away from this week? And there's always different points of the season where you're on a golfer, you're off a golfer. I'm sure we're going to hear a ton of names, David, this week where people are going to say, that's my guy, that's my guy, long shot, maybe shorter odds. Is there anyone this week that maybe in the past you've liked and, and just for whatever reason, course or the way they're playing right now, you just, you're saying, you know what, I like that golfer, but not this weekend. It's a good question. I think John Rahm's name comes up there. There's a guy who's always in contention. He's one of the top players in the world, and he's someone that's very popular to take at majors because he contends a lot. I just don't think this course is perfect for him. Um, he's not great at scrambling. He's really good off the tee, and he's a really good iron player, so he's going to get it there. But Rahm is the type of player that if he misses the green, he gets very, very frustrated. He doesn't always keep his head in the game, and, and this is the type of course where it's going to take a lot to win here. It's going to take a lot of mental pedigree, a lot of caution, a lot of patience. And that's not stuff that Rom has shown in the past, which is why he's contended, but not won. And yes, he did win the U.S. Open last year at Torrey Pines. Of course, he's very, very familiar with that he got married at and has played well before. But this is a different monster. This is the type of course you have to have patience and have to have good short game. And that's just not John Rom's pedigree. Doesn't mean he can't win. He can obviously win anywhere. Uh, but he's not the type of player that I'm going to be playing this week. David, Brooksy's 45 to 1. Do we have to at the PGA Championship? You almost have to. Anytime you see Brooksy at more than 30 to 1, he's like an auto play. I took him last night for the exact same reason, just to, you know, the guy took, my, my, my caution is he took last week off. Something was bothering him. We don't know what it was. So he withdrew. I hope it's not an injury because then I wouldn't want to have him. But if Brooksy's healthy, 45 to 1 is a steal. So I absolutely agree with you. Before we let you go, um, any other NBA bets that we didn't touch on that you're taking a look at? Um, I'll be continuing to be pounding the Jimmy Butler overs. The guy just, when it comes to the playoffs, there's been nobody better so far. So I'll be continuing to do over and points and, and points, rebounds, and assists because he just keeps hitting him every single, every single night, especially if Kyle Rowley, Lowry is banged up. Jimmy Butler is a guy I'm just going to want to keep playing day in and day out. 
David, we have about a minute or so to go. We, Joe O here is uh, coaching Little League. We understand you coach too. Do you have any any advice for Joe on the on the coaching front as he uh, he, he goes and tries to lead his team here this year? Hey, I've been coaching baseball and football the last three years. Um, patience is is the advice I would give. Uh, making <laughs> sure that kids have fun is advice uh, that I would give. Um, I, I'm really enjoying the the flag football more than the baseball, even though the baseball is fun. It's just more. Uh, football, everybody's involved in every play. And, and I, I like to get creative with play calling and, and call myself the offensive coordinator, so to speak. So it's a lot more fun to do that as opposed to just telling the kid to step towards the pitcher over and over and over and over again. Um, but it is fun to see the kids grow over the course of the year. And, you know, we're in our third year of coach, our second year of coach pitch, and to see how far the kids have come from T-ball is, is, is exciting. As far as flag football is concerned, I go out there and I think I'm Josh McDaniels every single week. It's a heck of a lot of fun. I got my second visor? grade playing in the third grade. <laughs> uh, I did bring a visor to the first game because I had the Gator visor on. But uh, in a stunning turn of events, we uh, our flag football team is the Miami Dolphins. So uh, I don't know who picked that. That was me actually. Um, so when it comes to getting out there in the right gear, I just you know I have a million different shirts I can wear, so it's beautiful. I can just hand them out to the whole crowd. My daughter was in her cheerleading uniform yesterday. It's great. Don Shula 2.0. There he goes. David Behrman on the <laughs> on the Roman guest line. David, we appreciate you hopping on the other side. We'll dive into Futures Market NBA Finals. Exact matchup. We'll hit that next. BetQL Daily. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.